Hey guys, welcome to another bonus episode of Let's Be Clear. I am so thankful you decided to tune in and join us for this episode. Are y'all ready for this? I don't think you are. Today we are talking with the one and only Carly Pierce. Widely known for being a country music singer, recent CMA award winner, yay! I am so excited for y'all to hear her heart and really who she is as a person. I've had the privilege to get to talk with her more recently and her boldness, authenticity, and vulnerability has inspired me to step up in new ways personally and professionally. So y'all, I'm just super excited. Y'all welcome Carly to the show. Yay, Carly, I'm so thankful that you're here. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, duh, and we get to see each other's faces. It's, you know, technology only decides to work when we need it, so... I was a little bit worried that I'm excited because um, I know that we've been able to talk some just, you know, on Instagram, which can be uh, Instagram is its own beast, but I'm so glad it connected us um, and really thankful for that. So thank you seriously for taking some time. I know that your schedule is pretty stat these days. You know, it's not too bad. I think we were just saying this before um, coming on here, but it's kind of starting to slow down. I feel like uh, I was grateful though there for a couple months of releasing a new single and then the CMAs and all of those things to be busy because I haven't been that busy this year. <laughs> oh yeah well and because 2020 is like I mean for everyone because you know with you you're usually touring um, and that is a major part of your I mean your usual schedule is one thing after another after another. I love how you also casually just said a single and then CMAs. It's I mean, different, but I know it, it has been busy for sure, but yes. it's definitely, I mean, we're used to playing 150 shows a year, like at least. Oh so my gosh. It's wow. Little, like I think I, my last show was March 13th. Wow. Like literally right before, um, I actually took a trip right before all of this, who knew the madness that was going to happen, um, and came back on March 13th and just remember thinking like, wow, you, we really came in the gate at just the perfect time. Um, but do you, by the way, I, I know everyone's, I'm so curious about details like this. Um, and I'm sure that listeners are too. Like, do you get to decide, uh, like with your tour and stuff, are you just kind of going all over the place? Like, is it like with your last tour, how long do you stay in a certain territory? How's that work? Well, there's a couple different answers. There's like yeah. layers to it. So like yeah. last year I was on tour with, who was I on tour with last year? It feels so far away. 2020 was actually um, seven Luke years. Bryan. Oh, yeah. I know. Okay. Yeah. So I was on tour with Luke Bryan. So we would be in a different city every day and oh. we were usually gone like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then sometimes wow. I would play my own shows um, and at the beginning of the year, I was doing some of my own shows. Um, right. And so we're only in a city for like 24 hours, if that. Um, and then I was scheduled to go on tour this summer and fall with Old Dominion. Um, so. Oh, that, I love them. Well, I hopefully know. we can reschedule. Man. I know. I hope so. Because I yeah. love them. They are awesome. They are some of my favorites. Wow. That is I was just so interested always with the logistics. That was off-roading already. I already took you off course. So we haven't even started. I'm sorry. Okay. So before we get like 
into all the questions. Can you give me a brief intro? Obviously, like I said, you know, people probably know you from your music. Um, recent CMA award winner. You have a lot, you know, like obviously the country music scene. Um, but tell me a little bit about like who Carly is. What do we not um, know about you? Or just give me a little bit of an intro. Yeah, um, I always wanted to be in music. I grew up loving um, country music from the time I was a little girl. I grew up in Northern Kentucky by Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. And um, just had a lot of friends, loved school, but always knew I wanted to sing. And everybody knew that I wanted to sing. I dreamt of the Grand Ole Opry and all these things. And um, when I was 16, I convinced my parents to let me quit high school and start homeschooling because I saw an audition to sing in the country show at Dollywood. And as a um, freshman, sophomore in, co or in high school, I thought going and singing at Dolly for Dolly would be way cooler than being in school. 100%. So I ended up doing that and worked over there for a few years. And then I moved to Nashville when I was 19 and kind of like had the most roller coastery ride. If you follow me on social media, you know, like it was certainly not an overnight success for me. Um, I had a record deal, lost it, um, was a backup singer for Pretty Little Liar star Lucy Hale, um, was a nanny, was an Airbnb cleaner, all kinds of things, um, was pretty much told no one, two, three, four, five times over was told to move home. Um, and just always wow. felt like God was telling me to stay and to do it. And, um, wrote a song called every little thing and, um, had plenty of people and record labels tell me that it wasn't special. Um, but I, was a Sirius XM highway find, which if you listen to the highway on Sirius XM. I love the highway. Yes. Yeah. You know that they pick like artists and they um, kind of get behind songs and this song just caught fire immediately. And um, I went from kind of wondering if I should move back to Kentucky to literally having like record label offers. And my song was sitting as an independent artist um, at number one on iTunes for like weeks at a time. And it was just a really crazy process. And ever since then, I mean, I've just been really lucky to um, have success. I just had my second number one this year, got my first CMA. Um, so it's just, uh, it, it took me eight years to make it happen. Um, yeah. But it's so worth it all. Well, I just think what's really cool is that, and I know that it's this way in a lot of industries, but I'm sure, especially in the music industry, is that people see your big break and then assume that, you know, that it was just all overnight success, right? Isn't that such a beautiful thing? And then here you are saying, hey, it took me eight years to get here. Like, this was a lot of work. And um, one thing I, I loved, like, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's talking about just long obedience in the same direction. Like, faithfulness mm -hmm. is showing up every single day. Like when you said, when people are saying no, no, like the fact that people tell you, told you that every little thing wasn't special. And that was your big break. Like that was a game changer. I just love how God's like, Hey, Carly, if you've heard me whisper this in your ear and you keep showing up, like I'm going to faithfully lead, lead you. And that's what you did. And the fact that you honestly, like 16, that you worked um, at Dollywood. I have not been there, by the way, which I'm dying to go. What is the, isn't there like a special food yeah, or drink? Yeah. What is the special, um, like they have something that they're known for. Is it a, like a nutmeg or some type of it's, hot chocolate? They have like cinnamon bread. 
It's yes. cinnamon bread. Yes. And it's, okay. It's Okay. It's I like think- crack. I, okay. That's what I've heard about because I, I feel like somebody released a recipe and then I had a friend who tried it and was like, that's not it. Like you can't recreate just that type of goodness. Yeah. Special. Um, special. Yes. Which I mean, come on, it's Dolly Parton, which can we talk about full circle? Because now did I see correctly that you are going to be singing for her Christmas special this year? Yeah. So take like, I loved Dolly from the time I was a little girl. My grandparents loved Dolly. And then I work at her park and I meet her as a 16, 17 year old. Then fast forward and I am playing my, my um, national television debut was um, on the Today Show singing every little thing. And she happened to be there promoting one of her books. So I got to meet her again and tell her like, Hey, I used to sing at Dollywood and da 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 da. And, now she asked me to be a part of her Christmas special. So it's like the most full circle moment. Um, all of my old Dollywood friends are freaking out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Congratulations. That is amazing. And we're all going to be able to tune into that. Cause obviously, mm-hmm. right. Like it'll be, that's going to be broadcasted, right? Okay. Yes. Um, actually, yes. On is it December um, 4th or something. Uh, yes. Okay. Pandora has like a link for free stuff. Awesome. Okay. I'm excited. Wow. Okay. Isn't that cool? Full circle. That is really neat. The Lord's like, Hey, I had you in mind all along. I was doing something. That's right. And I know that, um, you know, big news is obviously that you just want to see an award. Like we said, for musical event of the year with Lee Bryce for y'all song, I hope you're happy now, which I love. Uh, I always send you, sometimes I, I've sent you some screenshots, but I was jamming out to that song with some girlfriends the other night. And I just always, um, now knowing you, the person behind the song, it just makes it that much more special. So, um, but how did you feel like when you received that award? Were you like, can you, I, I'm sure that's hard to put into words, but what, where were you at mentally when you got that? Well, I was sitting in this chair actually right <laughs> here doing interviews because they yeah. two awards on Good Morning America. And nobody told me to tune in, so I didn't. So fans on the East Coast were telling me that I had won. And you have to remember, like, I, this song is my story. I wrote this song as an apology to an ex-boyfriend that I felt like I didn't tell him that I wasn't in love with him when I should have. And we were together for four years and we were together at the beginning of every little thing and all of these things. And he was a good guy. He just wasn't my guy. And um, so to think about like that to all the things we had to go through to find the right voice to sing it with me to losing my producer Busby um, to brain cancer right when we were finishing that song. That was the last song he worked on to then you know, it be my second number one and kind of be this gift during a really, really tough year for me. And then to get a CMA award, like it was just crazy. Wow. And I remember you talking about how much he meant to you, Busby, as a producer. Um, And so I just feel like, you know, and, and, and I think you wrote a tribute song to him, didn't you? Um, and you shared a little bit of that. That may be um, coming out. Oh, I didn't even mean to. Okay, that's exciting. Uh, but it was so um, special. And I think, you know, 
I just see that interlaced in a lot of your story that you've shared um, publicly and just some, you know, things that we are talking about. And is that even if it was something it, that God has been, his story for you has been so much better than you had expected. And often not in the timing that you maybe anticipated, but he was refining you and preparing you. And even, you know, as a 16 year old dreaming up these things, it's like you weren't even prepared to hold what he had at the moment, you know? And so I just think it's so cool and how neat that, that Busby gets to have his, um, I'm sure it's a really good rocking chair in heaven and getting to watch, you know, have a front seat view to you receiving that award. So that's a really sweet um, thing that I know that he, you know, was really proud of you for. So that's awesome. Wow. Uh, which, you know, I know that I feel like a lot of people are probably curious, like with the award show this year, was it a lot different with it being so obviously like you weren't there, but I mean, is it was just all of that as 2020 explain it from an artist's perspective. How about that? So we actually were there. Um, if you were watching some of the performances were pre-taped. So my okay. performance on the show was actually pre-taped. Everything that you saw, like as far as us sitting in the, in the crowd, we were really there. Um, yeah. There was only about 40 of us in there, which was very odd. Wow. Um, it was a very odd experience um, and definitely didn't feel like years past when, you know, it's hundreds of people backstage and then thousands of people in the Bridgestone arena, you know, we always had country music fans there and they love to come to it. And yeah, um, it was still really cool though that we were all able to bring, like we realized in that moment, we were sitting there finally being able to be a, a, a visual representation of like country music for the first time in the entire year. Wow. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it like that. Like that's a pretty monumental thing to get to be a part of. And obviously 2020, which I know we kind of briefly touched on this, but it's obviously been an interesting and difficult year for, you know, a lot of people. And, um, you know, I know that in our conversations and you just talked about with like your producer um, passing away and, and just, you know, not being on tour and then just, um, you know, some things with relationships and just a lot of changes. And so this year has been, you know, a difficult one, but, how thankful that you've been for experiencing the faithfulness of God in just a whole new way. Can you talk about why this year's maybe been so difficult for you and what God has shown you throughout this experience? I, I feel like the word that I keep coming back to for the whole year uh, in regard to God is his mercy mm -hmm. uh, because there has never been a time in any of our lives where our world has completely stopped like this. And for my industry, we can't do 90% of what we do right now. And that actually has been such a big silver lining for me to be able to kind of like personally take care of myself and um, make some decisions that I knew I needed to make. And I think that in the hustle and bustle of what I do for a living, it would have been very easy for me to overlook those things or maybe not want to deal with them. Yeah. And at the beginning of the year, I just remember really coming to this realization that my life wasn't the fairy tale picture that Instagram and social media made it look like. And um, 
kind of just praying, you know, uh, what, what do I do? And if I need to make this decision that I think I need to make, I need you to affirm it for me. And, um, I, I vividly remember, you know, because a lot of people as Christians, you think I can only get married once. I, um, divorce is not an option. Um, and I remember praying about that. And during quarantine, the beginning of quarantine and just being like, God, I feel like a failure. I feel like I've, I've, um, just really failed at something that I feel like the covenant of marriage, like, how do I, how do I do this? Like, I feel, I don't know that this is what I should do. And, and can you help me? And I will never forget walking. I, I spent a lot of quarantine in um, Southern Alabama with my parents and I was walking in their town. I kind of did this every morning because I was just so, I knew the journey that was coming for me and I knew how difficult it was going to be. And it was so hard there in the beginning. And this was like the moment I was walking and I had prayed all of those things. And I loved um, Joyce Meyer. I love her. Yes. Oh, love her. She's awesome. She, she, I was listening to one of her. I started every morning with like a walk or a run listening to one of her um, sermons. And I stumbled upon this one. I have no idea why. Actually, I do know why, but I, I, started listening to this podcast or this sermon and out of nowhere, she had no reason to say this, but she was like talking about how she had been married and divorced and literally like said so many things in that moment of like, God doesn't want you to be in a situation that you know is not of him. And mm -hmm. I remember like it almost taking my breath away and going, Oh my gosh, God does like, this is not what God intended marriage to be. What I am in right now is not what God intended. And I felt so much peace in the sense of like making the decision that I knew I needed to make. And from then on, you know, it was like 2020 gave me this time to heal and hide and process and grieve and do all of this like in the privacy of not having to get up on stage every night and not having to be in front of people and just kind of being with God, being with my parents, being with my closest friends and really healing from something. And so I feel like for me, I, I can't imagine going through a, a public divorce where you have two people who are in the public eye. Um, I know so many people do it in an, in a normal year. Um, but I just felt God's mercy over me to be able to really take a year of kind of like realization, trusting him to jump off this cliff that I really didn't know I was going to be able to make it through and be able to heal and come out on the other side. Okay. Oh, wow. Carly, that is so rich for, First off, I want to say thank you for, you know, being vulnerable about it and being courageous in that, because I think, you know, we all have those things. And I know that that's like a, a big thing in your life. And obviously marriage, you know, with it being second to following Jesus, you know, the most important thing is who we link our ourselves with, you know, because that determines the direction we're going in for you to be able to take a step back. And the fact that you even call it mercy and seeing his richness. Um, I just think that's so neat. I think that, you know, how cool too that at the end of this year and throughout this, that the Lord, as you courageously walked forward 
and decided what wasn't yours to continue to hold and, and picked up new things. And, you know, I love, um, you know, when the Lord talks about healing all throughout scripture and just how he can't, what we won't reveal or what we keep concealed, he cannot heal and work on that, you know, and mm-hmm. how salvation is are continually working out of something and how you've really seen this year and you've gone, Hey Lord, okay, this is yours. And I'm going to like seeing almost, I imagine you like under the refuge of his wings. I know like you're a visual person too, probably with songwriting and just seeing like, Hey, you just stay here. You don't have to do anything, but get well with me. That's it. And really doing that. I just think that's so powerful. And I think there's probably a lot of people listening who in whatever facet they're walking through, sometimes need permission to say, Hey, whatever it takes to, to do that, you have it, you can do it. Like, it's you know. so true. It's so true. And, and I think that I expected these like huge monumental, like, uh, revelations from God to just like slap me in the face and look at me and go, Hey, Carly, you are supposed to get a divorce. And yeah, yeah. I remember reading and reading how, you know, the smallest, we have to look for the small, um, things and the small ways that God is speaking to us. And once I started doing that, I mean, it was insane. The messages that I would get out of nowhere from people or people sharing with me that I had no idea I had had a previous marriage that would just reach out to me and and say, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I feel called to tell you this. Or, you know, the way that now I've decided to publicly speak about this, I've decided to own this and, and choose to not have it define me anymore, but to refine me. And I feel like so many people are now messaging me going, oh my goodness, you're giving voice to something that I was ashamed of, or you're giving a voice and giving peace for me to to feel like I can get out of this or that the shame that I've carried is okay. And I never thought this was going to be a piece of my story, but how beautiful that I'm now able to look at the ashes of my story and see the beauty that's starting to come from them. Mm, Come on. Not to mention the fact that they're material for restoration for other people. You know, I mean, we get free so that we can set others free. You know, I mean, that's, that is why it's the blessing to be a blessing to other people. We get blessed to be a blessing. And I just think too, first off, on a selfish note, I'm very excited for the future of your music because, <laughs> I mean, we all know too that like I, I've seen it with writing is, man, when I feel like things are breaking down, God is like, you. that is some rich fertilizer. I am growing in you a new thing and it is good. And so on the other side of this, you're going to be, you're whole, you're going to hold life differently. There's going to be a different zest um, about you. And you know, I just think for you too, I mean, with being in the public eye, that was a, you know, a question I wanted to ask you is, do you feel like being in the public eye has been more difficult than you thought? Or is it kind of, does it kind of look like how you thought it would, you know, before I know that, um, you know, before you released or before the highway and every little thing kind of just everything blew up. Um, but seeing, being in the Nashville music scene and, and having friends who were probably in the public eye, was it as you expected? You know, I think that, it was how it was how I expected in the beginning because I really tried. I didn't, my friend circle didn't change my, my every day. Like I surrounded myself with a band that really viewed me as, as real and not like, that's the part of it that you have to maintain. You have to maintain your ground um, and your humility and 
make your life normal because everything like kind of make your bubble normal because everything outside of it is is not normal and it's very i call it like fantasy um and it, a lot of it is just like highs and lows and you're chasing a thing every night and it's just um it's it's like an alternate universe that you have to be careful of and so i felt very prepared as far as that and felt not really changed by it except you know that i had a more you know i had songs on the radio and people knew who i was but i will tell you that i underestimated what going through something super um super devastating for the entire world to see uh, you know I, I my my ex-husband and i very much shared our love story with everyone and then to have to kind of retract and and figure out how to do that publicly when it fails um and to not be embarrassed and not read comments and not um want to say wait a minute you don't know the truth and just kind of try to hold on to the truth that is within and that and that you know that god knows um that has been very difficult for me yeah well and you know also because people I don't even think we realize um, how subconsciously we make so many assumptions based on the little that we know, you know, I mean, I think even with your story, you're, in, you are the one walking through it and you're in the process of discovering what God's doing. So how in the world could a stranger on the internet <laughs> know, you know, really the truth of it, but it's like hearing those things. I, I can only imagine how hard it is, especially when you're, seeking healing and trying to figure it out on your own and and um people speaking of mercy don't offer much when it comes to online <laughs> um it's so true it's so you know yeah. i'm like would you say that if you didn't have a screen i feel like you wouldn't amen i'm yeah. like really do you feel good about this it's almost like you know and i started getting to a place where if it if it was bold enough that they would put it on my socials, I would write back and kind and you know in a in a very uh, respectful way, but also just not tolerating that on my social media. If you want to talk about me somewhere else, that's fine, but please don't do it on my page. Like don't don't intentionally hurt me. And it was almost like people don't think that we read those things. They almost view us as invincible. And it's like, no, 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 no. I am still a real person yeah. that feels bullied by you. I absolutely feel bullied and that's just not okay. Oh yeah. When, you know, too, when, when it's like giving the label of bullying, it's like, how dare you? That's not what I was doing. I was just pointing out and it's like, no, 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 that's exactly what that was. And yeah. it was inappropriate and it was unneeded and it's not true. So I'm not going to take it. And you can put that elsewhere, but you know, I, I respect you so much for still courageously putting yourself out there knowing that that's probably going to be on the other side of it, unfortunately, because it comes with the good and the part and the bad parts of doing what you do. Um, but you know, I think too is, I think now is also the exact time where people are watching to see how you react. And people are so mm -hmm. are watching to see what is Carly really about. And so mm -hmm. as much as it is this, like, ugh, you know, they're hoping that I fail. It's also like, no, like God's like, Hey, you're about to fly. And people get, people get to watch that. They get to see me and you, like even this interview, I think it's so cool how getting to see a stripped down version of who you are makes your music. If it can be richer, even that much more, you know, um, so I just think that's so neat because it's such an opportunity, even though I know it's really difficult. 
I try really hard, you know, everybody has a different approach uh, in how they, how they do this, this whole fame thing or how they uh, want to be perceived by the public or whatever. And for me, I feel like I came out of the gate with a song that was so vulnerable about a heartbreak with every little thing that that just kind of became normal for me. It became normal for me to just share my heart. And I'm a songwriter first. Uh, and I've never shied away from speaking truth and, and just kind of being unapologetically myself and, and not trying to make people feel like, oh, well, she's in a different she's in a different place than all of us or anything like that. And so I, I have really tried after a lot of, you know, healing and, and trying to figure out exactly, cause it was hard, you know, for me, but I think I'm now just kind of doing the same thing um, through this season where I go, okay, this is no different. You just now know the whole circumstance. It's different because everybody knows, they know my relationship. They know what I'm speaking of when I talk about things and right, write right. about that's hard, but it's no different for me because I do want to be somebody that is honest. Like I've, I've built my brand on being authentic and honest, and I don't want to change that just because now everybody knows what I went through. Oh man, that's powerful. And I think too, I mean, not, not, uh, that public accountability is always fun, but at the same time, like, Hey, accountability is always needed. So it's like now, you know, you, you have people watching, which you're not necessarily doing it for them, but it's like getting the chance to, it is, I mean, music is a ministry. So, you know, and I'll tell you what, you've preached to me several times. <laughs> so I think that's so cool, you know, of like seeing that and, and, you know, mentioning songwriting, what is your process like for, I've always been interested, you know, with songwriting, like, how do you, is there a way that you like get in the groove? Like, how do you, how do you start that process? I think everybody's process is different. Mine is very circumstantial. So for me, like there's songwriters that I write with that literally can just like write his songs every day. Like it's unbelievable to me. Wow. And they, they're just, that's, they're programmed for that. And for me, it is more about being inspired by what is happening in my life. And right. I don't write, you know, every day. I don't write. Um, there are months that I go without writing just because I am not feeling inspired. Like everything has to come from such a genuine place. So when I'm kind of feeling inspired, it could come, you know, in a lyric, it could come in a title. It could come um, sometimes just talking with my co-writers. I have a really good kind of like core group of, of writers that I've developed relationships with um, over the, over the years and uh, or over the last few years. And it just kind of depends. Um, a lot of times they just fall out because I kind of wait for that. Uh, just like that true inspiration. Oh, I love that. Because I think too, I mean, like you said, your brain is transparency. So not to mention like you are genuinely like responding and responding lyrically and musically and, and letting your heart flow from that. So it would make sense that, you know, when people hear the rawness of your, of your songs, it's because it's coming from that place, you know, that authentic, authentic place. Yeah. I mean, and when you come and see me live, like very much there's, you know, people have different ways of doing shows. Some people don't really talk and they just 
do the music and they have the lights and the fire and all that stuff. And that's totally awesome. But for me, a big part of my show is coming and letting me tell you where these songs came from and um, just kind of like the storytelling aspect of, of how these songs apply to my life. And um, I, I like that and I want to keep that and not be intimidated just because, you know, this season people know a little bit more of what I'm talking about. Oh no, I think even more so you can feel empowered because I promise you that so many people in the audience are feeling the pressure to keep the curated version of what they've said their life looks like, but it doesn't feel that way. And I think that is very much a predicament in today's culture, you know, is that we have this curated version of our lives that even we believe. And I think that that can be the scary part. You know, it's like, man, I've deceived myself to the point where this is where I'm at. And not that portions of it aren't true, but it's like you you feel the pressure to live up to this. And then when you are in that state of brokenness or things are going on, you feel like, oh man, am I going to let someone down? Am I going to let me down? And so it yeah. doesn't really let you live out of what's really, you know, going on and process that healing. So I think that's awesome. And I know, yeah. I believe in 2021 will be the comeback. <laughs> I agree. I feel like 2020 is kind of like testing my Instagram versus reality. Like, yes, back the layers and going here. This is, this is where I'm at. And maybe I, I, I held on to something longer than I should have, but here I am. And, and let me just be honest. Yeah. I really, I love that. I'm, I'm excited. I'm hoping to I would definitely be attending a show as soon as they let me coming to see you for sure. I was going to ask you like, um, speaking of Dollywood, are you, do you get nervous before you perform? And I mean, I know when you're, you know, probably on tour and you start to get used to, you know, your set and that kind of thing, but do you get nervous before you go on stage? It depends where it is. Um, sometimes like if I'm, uh, playing at, you know, the Grand Ole Opry or I'm playing like the first time I played in an arena or the first time I played in a stadium, um, or even just sometimes it hits me out of nowhere and it's not really nerves. It's more like butterflies. Yeah. Uh, it's like an excitement. I will yep. say getting to sing on the CMAs, I was pretty nervous. So I still have moments of that, but it's more just like true excitement. Oh, that's so awesome. I love it. Yeah. Like the first time that something happens because it's just like, okay, I haven't been here before. I haven't quite done this. It's roundabout what I do, but this is a new, this is a new thing, you know, which, um, I feel like he's, the Lord has been giving you lots of new opportunities. And so what's going to be coming down the pipeline, who even knows, um, but are you, which you said you're going to be releasing another song this year, right? Before the, before year end, y'all will be dropping another one? Yes. I, okay. And I'm very excited. I haven't really announced it yet. Oh. I can tease it for you because I've kind of like told, told people that I was going to um, release something. But, you know, again, it's, it's about loss in another way in my life and, and, um, just so many things have happened this year. And, and again, I try to not shy away from those things. And hopefully this song will bring comfort to people um, who have lost someone. Mm. I feel like grief is probably an overarching theme of 
2020 in a lot of different yeah. ways, you know, yeah. whether that's grief and loss of someone or um, expectations, you know, disappointment about what didn't happen that we thought would or yes. whatever it is. But I know that that'll bless a lot of people. I'm excited um, for that. And we'll definitely be on the lookout for it when it releases. Um, I was going to ask you like, that might, and that might be your answer. What are you most, you know, excited or, or passionate about what you have coming up? I know with Dollywood and a new song releasing, but really like kind of big picture for Carly Pierce and your music. What coming up are you, gets you, like gives you those butterflies about the next year ahead? I think just feeling like I found a new phase of music, you know, past Busby and finding new producers and kind of like opening up the next phase of my musical career, but also opening up the next phase of my life. You know, I turned 30 this year and um, obviously had a lot of changes and just really am starting to feel like things are, I'm just excited for what's coming. I hopefully will get to play some shows in 2021. I am looking forward to that. Um, And just releasing more music and working on music and um, hopefully just continuing to expand on the honestly incredible 2020 that I had uh, professionally. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes. Anticipation. I think that is definitely a good word for, for what you have coming up. Um, And I'm really excited for your new song and I I will make sure to share it with, with all my listeners. Um, and you know, I want, this is kind of a, a funny question, but I'm just so interested to know, speaking of like the real Carly Pierce, what are you binge watching or like, what is your Netflix guilty pleasure that nobody knows or everybody may already know this answer? Oh my gosh. I have a few. I actually, um, let's see. I love the bachelor and bachelorette. Even okay. Though yes. My girlfriend, Caitlin, she knows. Yes. Um, <laughs> Let's see. I love that. I love This Is Us. I love New Girl. Um, and I've heard about that. I've, I've been wanting to um, watch it. I've heard it. It's so funny. Oh, it is hilarious. And this new show that I just started watching like this week, but it is like getting to my soul is The Undoing. It's the new Nicole Kidman series on HBO. Ooh. Okay. No, I have not seen that. Big Little Lies, you got to watch it because Big I- Little Lies. Yes, I love Big Little Lies. Speaking of, I went to California recently, right before COVID, and um, the that br- the bridge that they go over, you know, with Big Little Lies with the music. Yes. Oh my gosh! And I was I was so disappointed. I was like, it's not what. It, so they're really not on their way to school when they. <laughs> know right I actually have gone when I was on tour I was on tour with Bobby Bones and we went to the little cafe where they always had coffee in the morning yes oh my isn't it there's such something about it it's just like you leave and you're like okay my life isn't that different but that was such an awesome experience (laughs) if you like Big Little Lives you have to watch The Undoing it's okay and and Nicole Kidman oh I like both of those actors Okay. I will definitely do that. Thank you. See everyone go watch the undoing. Okay. That's a good 2020. I mean, I didn't even think about it. I was like, wow, I've seen this show. I've seen this show. It's like, because they haven't been able to record new stuff, you know, I kind of crazy. And I loved what you said, speaking of, because I know I've kept you for a long time, but at the beginning of the interview, and you said the word mercy and that you said, you know, our world has never really completely been at a halt. Um, And I think 
I think as we start to, you know, I, I know that we don't know what's to come, but I'm believing that hopefully that this turns a corner. Um, but I really think that it's so important that we don't just get past it, that we really choose to look at this and say, okay, Lord, what did you teach me? Like, what, what am I supposed to glean from this? And also the rest was obviously good for my soul. Maybe I was operating at a breakneck speed. I'm not really supposed to be walking at. I know for me, that was something where I was kind of going, okay, I thought I was sustaining myself, but I would have eventually broken down, (laughs) you know, um, which I don't know if you can kind of resonate with that. Cause I, I feel like I've heard you talk about before that, you know, you've, it's easy to get addicted to your work and, you know, do these things and kind of add stuff to our plate, not even realizing what's happened. It's so true. And I think that no matter what you do for a living or what circumstances happened to you this year, there is room to grow from 2020. Like Mm, something, something needs in your life, um, just kind of some refinement. And I feel like let's all learn from that. And, And like you said, just, make sure to, to look inward and, and forever be changed. I mean, it's the first time in, in, I know my lifetime, but I felt like there was a piece of me that every single person that was breathing was going through. And I think that's Mm. unique. Yeah. And internationally, which is kind of crazy. You know, I think sometimes it's like more so like, Oh, in our, our vicinity or community, but truly like all over the world. Um, nobody was spared from having to walk through it in a certain way. Yeah. Um, what quality about Jesus? This is, this is kind of a hard question. Okay. I ask everyone this and I don't, I sort of know the answer, but it's hard. So I'm just going to forewarn you. What quality about Jesus do you find yourself focusing on or hoping that others see in you? Oh my goodness. I I know. Don't hate me. You know, there are so many things, but I think if I could adopt any quality and have more of it in my life, it would be just the selflessness Mm. of the way that Jesus showed others and loved others. Um, I think it's very easy to just see everything in the way that you're experiencing it or the way that you think you should do something. Um, but to be selfless in the way that you show love to others, that's probably what I would adopt. Mm. Well, can I tell you something? I think you've already done that a little bit because I think, um, I think with your story, you know, maybe selfishly, it would be easy to keep everything under wraps or not tell certain things that can be uncomfortable or, you know, just let the healing process be totally private, but by inviting others in, you know, I think that's a huge way that you're helping champion possibly their healing, you know? Um, so I think that's really awesome. And what a great quality, man. If we can, I always, uh, love thinking about the fact of like, if we're in any type of friendship, relationship, whatever it is, that if you try and outserve the other person that both people will be taken care of, Yes. And, you know, I think having that mindset is th- that way you're not let down by expectations. And also it's just like, I don't know. I think that's, I think that's a really awesome quality. Um, and then what, and I, this is kind of on the heels of this. I know the, sh- the podcast is obviously called Let's Be Clear, but, you know, both Carly Pierce, like per- personally and professionally, 
what do you want to be clear about? Like, what do you want, what's your mission that, you know, when you wake up in the mornings, when you go out on stage, when you go to sleep at night, when you're in the midst of quiet time, like, what do you want your life to be about? What do you want to be clear about? <laughs> I know. Um, I want, I want people to, I want people that know me to feel like I'm the same person in a room of thousands that I am when I'm just one-on-one. I want people to see Jesus through my platform, through my, like, I want, I want people to feel that. Um, And I just want people to feel like what I say and what I do is authentic and true of truth. I just want to be truthful. Yeah. I think then you also know too, if you're truthful, that you're protected. Absolutely. You you can just be and have security in that. And yeah, I love that. Mm. That's awesome. I'm just sitting here like, I know I'm recording and people are expecting me to talk, but I'm just sitting here like that was soothing to listen to. Oh. Yes. <laughs> you know, just all then, you know, you, you really do it. And honestly, I mean, as silly as it sounds like, you know, there is the, you know, not fangirl per se, but you know, people are listening and they're going, oh my gosh, I love her music. And I love her and to know that you are that same person. And I can vouch for you just a little time that I've known you, that you are oh. consistently the same person. And I think that is, um, such a good showing of Jesus too. You know, I mean, it was never, you know, fabricating ourselves. We're just deceiving ourselves. There's no people may be temporarily impressed. And then we have the pressure on our shoulders to live on a pedestal we can't sustain. Um, so I just, I love that. Um, before we close up though, I do want to know, is there a way that I and my audience can be praying for you as you approach the new year and just as you start to prepare new music and just you personally, like your heart, is there a way that we can pray for you? Oh my goodness. I think just continual healing, Mm -hmm. um, praying for, um, just to continue, uh, making music that resonates, um, and just for a for a much healthier, happier 2021. I love it. You got it. And Thank also you. when you were talking, I just felt like I, I'm going to pray for continued bravery because mm-hmm. I know that as you're showing up, that it is definitely helping other people do the same um, in their lives. So I will be, we will be doing that. I will, I will vouch for those listening. I know I will. Um And for those who want to follow you and, you know, see the behind the scenes or, you know, with your latest music, how can they find you? Where should we be expecting the new single? Tell us all those details. I am a big fan of Instagram. So I would say at Carly Pierce, which um, you spell Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E. A A lot of people get confused by that. Um, CarlyPierce.com, all all socials, I think, are at Carly Pierce or Carly Pierce music. So, but Instagram, that's my jam. Yes. Same. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much again for just being you and, um, and taking the time to talk to us and give us just some encouragement. Honestly, I really appreciate who you are as an artist, but 
more so your heart. So I'm excited for you for 2021. And I hopefully, well, maybe we can talk uh, next year and I can hear all the exciting new things that God's continued to do. Yes, I would love that. Thank you that so much. That sounds awesome. Yes. Okay, perfect. Well, I hope you have a great day and we'll be talking soon. Thank you. Thanks, Carly.